This is an elephant speak. You're talking about finding reality. For the disclaimer, the In Search of Reality podcast and its host does not necessarily believe in or claim that our guests' opinions and stories are a representation of our own views. The podcast, however, is dedicated to giving people a right to speak and share their stories. The In Search of Reality podcast and its host may neither agree or disagree with episode content, but does respect the opinions, worldviews, religious ideals, and information that our guests provide. We believe in freedom of speech and a right to an opinion. Our next guest not only does hypnotherapy and past life regression, but helps other practitioners get certified as hypnotherapists and past life regressionist specialists. Author of Hypnotherapy, a Client-Centered Approach, Past Life Regression, a Guide for Practitioners, and Exploring Past Lives, Your Soul's Quest for Consciousness. And if you guys enjoy this interview, um, please Go back and um, listen to episode 35, Multifaceted Soul. Um, this guest was on that episode. I think it was, a, it was a very good conversation. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome Mary Lee LeBay to the show. How are you doing, Mary? Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm doing well. How are you, Dylan? I'm, I'm good. Uh, I noticed um, I was looking back and it's been over two years since we last spoke which is, really? yeah, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it was actually like October of uh, 2020 was the last time we spoke. Wow, so. exactly two years. That's amazing. I guess it was, um, yeah, we were kind of hunkered down in the pandemic. So, um, you know, time time got pretty warped <laughs> for a couple of years. Yeah, it did. Um, so what have you been up to? I mean, I know you're still doing 
you know, the work with other practitioners and helping guide people, but, you know, kind of what, what's, what's been new? Um, well, I'm always doing my own self development and, you know, working on things for myself um, and developing new courses and classes. Since we talked, I did um, launch a second certification program. So I have two now. One is hypnotherapy and past life regression, which is really the signature offering that I have that is very comprehensive in those topics. And then I launched a second course called Transpersonal Wellness Coach. And that one, the transpersonal part kind of describes it because it's um, helping people, well, you become a practitioner, but the topics are communicating with spirit guides, um, what spirit guides and entities are, um, shamanic style journeying, soul retrieval, uh, working with negative spirits and depossession and identification that that's what you're dealing with. Um, also helping people who have encountered, um, who have had UFO or ET encounters, you know, how to help these people to integrate this material, to discover it in a client-centered way that's non-leading. That's fascinating. And not to get um, too far off topic, but just real quick, since you mentioned it before it slips my mind, um, the UFO thing, is that, is that, I mean, what do you, what do you think of that? Is that, what is that? <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, a lot of people have had a lot of encounters and a lot of stories about UFOs. There's been some federal, even federal um, investigations about it. Countries around the world have had uh, investigations and a lot of data. It's been suppressed to the public. I think they don't want people to panic. I know we've been looking at that since the 50s, even um, with, you know, what is this and, you know, what does it mean to our planet? Um, and a lot of people don't want to have to deal with it. You know, they think we have enough troubles, and we do, um, with what's going on on our planet. Why deal, you know, why bring um, other interplanetary things? But what happens is, um, you know, over, over the 35 years that I've been a practitioner, I've had many people come into to my practice and asked me to help them either with missing time or very strange occurrences, or, you know, I mean, the stories are very wildly different. And so I started helping them and um, have developed a way to do that that's um, very respectful and non-leading and, you know, draws out the information um, to the best of what they can remember. In the midst of all of that, about two, two or three years ago, I had my own encounter, which I always am blessed. I, I mean, I always feel that I want to have my own experiences um, to make sure things are happening. I, I did not bring this on. I did not ask for it. It happened to me. 
I was asleep and I was uh, awakened in the middle of this process. I don't need to get into all the details, but I did have my own experience. And of course, you feel um, like you can't share that information because, I mean, the same thing with past life regression, any of these really extraordinary, phenomenal types of experiences, um, people want to share their, their experiences, but are met with disbelief or bashing or censoring or whatever. And so, you know, I didn't talk to, I haven't talked to a lot of people, although it has come up on radio shows a couple times. So now here we are, right? Um, yeah, it's, so, a, it's a topic that we've explored on my show quite a bit with um, experts from MUFON, you know, people that have maybe had their own experiences. It, and it's it's a fascinating topic to me because I do believe that there's definitely something going on that people are experiencing. I often wonder, though, if it's in a inner like interplanetary, like you had mentioned, or if it's perhaps something interdimensional or if there's like a trickster element of somehow it's just something from consciousness or something that's that is of consciousness that is presenting itself as um an alien type entity or perhaps it's all all of the above everything you know i i'm not sure it's just it's in, it's interesting well that's that's why we have to stay very client centered and non-leading is you know is this just something they've made up or is this an interpretation of some other type of you know gastrointestinal problem or something you know they they had indigestion a bad a bad dream and think it's a UFO experience, but um, it, but in my in my um, work with this, and I don't study it. Um, I have worked with people at the Monroe Institute that have dealt with UFOs and and that kind of investigation, but I don't personally focus on that. That's not my area of expertise. But what I do, what my expertise is, is guiding people in a non-leading way um, in the same way that if somebody said, well, I don't know, I think I have memories of being um, molested as a child, you know, they are suppressed, I don't know for sure. Well, I'm not going to try to convince them that they're real. You know, we have to go in and be very, very client-centered um, and very non-leading so that we can find out what really did happen. And the same thing with UFOs. And over that period of time, or over the years that I have been doing work with people, um, these are very real experiences and very disturbing experiences. Um, and oftentimes, if it's happened once, it will repeat and happen to that person over and over and over again. I've had several clients where, you know, it's happening, you know, all the time to them. And some of it is benign. Most of it is pretty negative, pretty aggressive. Yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. Um, so how did you get started on the path you're currently on? Because what, what I love about the work that you're doing, and, you know, we, I mentioned this to you off air, is that you know, I don't really want to dive too much into necessarily the details of past life regression, because I think a lot of my listeners understand that and, and kind of know that I've, I've done that quite a few times is just 
you know, how you're able to help people and you, you know, you're, you're basically, I don't know what the word is. I don't want to, I guess, creating or helping people that are kind of want to be like light workers or people that are, that want to help others. You're, you're, you're kind of like a, a leader in that. And you're creating this community of people that are, um, you know, becoming practitioners and helping other people, which I think there's like this huge ripple effect with the work you're doing, which I love. So how, how did you get started on all this? How, how did this, how did you get into this and kind of give the listeners a sense of kind of where you come from and how, how you, you, come down this path? Um, well, it was interesting because I was in a retreat a week, not la- not this last week, but the week before. And I was kind of thinking about that, about my history with past lives. And my guides showed me that ever since I was a tiny little child, I was interested in reincarnation, even though nobody was talking about it. I'm talking the 50s in a small town in Minnesota. I mean, you went to Sunday school on Sunday and you know you had your community potluck, but nobody was talking, you know, what did you do in past lives? Um, but I, you know, it was pointed out to me in my meditations um, all the times throughout my history that I was curious about it, that I was sure of it, that I was having experiences with it, you know, spontaneous experiences, but nobody had really explained it to me. So um, in my case, um, my interest led me to begin studying astrology in Tarot when I was 16, and this is 1967. Um, And I started studying Tarot and astrology and, you know, kind of going into the spirituality of things, meditation, Eastern religions, anything I could get my hands on, because really there wasn't a lot of information back then. You know, you just had to kind of gravitate towards things. And then um, anyway, kind of moving forward fast in um, 1986, I finally found somebody, well, earlier in the 70s, I found somebody who could give me a past life reading, a psychic. Um, And with that, you never know. It's like, okay, well, that's some information. Does it resonate or not? Do I believe it or not? And then in 86, I actually found somebody who could guide me on a past life. And, you know, it was like explosions going off. It was you know, it was one of those things where you just wanted to walk up to people and go, oh, my God, I had this experience. You need to try this. Um, you know, like we talked about with UFOs and people were like, yeah, you know, go away. You're crazy. Um, you know, it was met with a lot of um, a lot of negativity. But there were a few people who, you know, uh, um, thought it was fascinating and was interested Um so then I started doing more studies in it. I've, you know, over the years, I've done hundreds of regressions on myself, you know, have a lot of background in it um, with my personal experiences. And then um, people started asking me to guide them through past lives. So I did that, but I was, it was very rudimentary. It was just, you know, helping guide through. And then in 96 and 97, I actually got my certification as a hypnotherapist, not formally trained in past lives, but I already had that under my belt pretty well. Um, And when I got the training in hypnotherapy, 
and all of the tools and techniques for healing and exploration and learning the language and how to do that very client-centered and professional, I was able to marry those two together. And I don't think anybody else had ever done that. If they have, I don't know about it. Um, but to thoroughly marry this body of work of hypnotherapy with the healing techniques with the body of work of past life regressions. So that now when we go into past lives, when I guide people, it's not just a sightseeing tour, which was what we were doing before. Who were you? You know, did you get married? Did you have kids? What did you do? Um, now we can go in and we can look for the roots of trauma, addiction, um, the basis for the relationships that you have. Um, we can look for purpose. What is your soul's purpose? Why did you choose your family? Um, you know, why did you choose to come in at this time in this location? So that, you know, the person comes away with this um, really deep healing and change and self-awareness. Um, and so, you know, I've just continued on my own personal growth through all these years, but um, I quickly realized that um, in order for me to really reach more people, because I was seeing people one-on-one, -on -one, which I do, right? Um, but to reach more people, I had to begin to train people in my techniques in order for them to go out and be able to do this, to reach far more people. You had mentioned um, you know, finding the root of a problem, perhaps like something like addiction or or something like that. Now, when you do find a root or discover a root, does it tra it translates over into their current life, right? And are they able to better deal with it? Are they do they still need like help as far as you know moving forward with trying to get over uh, a a phobia or a condition or something like that? Um, in some cases, just knowing about it was enough. And in, in most cases, it's a longer process. So for instance, if you're addicted to, let's say, um, you know, one of my early people, uh, one of my early clients was um, an alcoholic, and she was a young girl had been drinking since she was a teenager. And she was clean, but she was in a, in a rehab situation. And so, you know, really had to um, control, have discipline around drinking. So I took her into a past life and we went to a lifetime where she was a man and she was married to a woman um, who, you know, was the love of his life. And the woman had died and he became so distraught and disoriented that he started drinking and he drank himself to death. And, um, and then we went into a couple of other lifetimes and it showed that pattern that every time she had a deep loss or a, you know, a traumatic experience that she would turn to alcohol because it had been, you know, instigated in other lifetimes. And, um, so in this life, her parents divorced and, you know, she had, you know, when she was young, um, and so she turned to alcohol and, in her case, about a year later, um, I was at a, a like a big metaphysical expo and I was out in the lobby talking to a friend of mine and she came running up to me and said, 
I've been, actually it was probably a couple years later. And she said, I've been clean and sober. I'm married. I have a, I'm pregnant. I have a child, you know, a, a child on the way. I'm so happy you saved my life. You know, and it's these stories, these experiences that really fuel me, you know, they, they motivate me and, um, you know, just get, get me all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> That's um, neat. Yeah. Well, and so to explain it a little differently, um, um, you know, we, we know, you know, a lot of times we just very offhandedly say, oh, I probably brought that in from another lifetime, you know, this personality quirk or this characteristic of some sort. Um, and it's true, those lifetimes, you know, we have an infinite number of lifetimes, and there are certain ones that are closer to us that influence us more strongly, not necessarily because they're closer in time, but they're just closer in um, theme, let's say. And so if there's a theme of addiction, that's going to be sprinkled out through many lifetimes in a close circle around your present life. And so um, my, my method of, of addressing that, if we continue to address it in this life only, a one life type of a cure for alcoholism, you're constantly going to be fighting the impulse that is coming in from these other lifetimes. And so what I do is I take the people into the various lifetimes. I use the, the techniques that I have from hypnotherapy to desensitize and to make the changes in each of those lifetimes. And then when you come to this life, it's easy. There's no pull from time and space uh, towards these destructive behaviors. It's, it's so much faster. And we can do this in a, you know, a handful of sessions, sometimes one session, but sometimes a handful. And the people just are not plagued with these problems. That's fascinating. Uh, I never, I never heard it explained that way that, you know, if you deal with it in this lifetime is one thing, but if, if it's something that's occurred over multiple lifetimes, that energy still exists and it, it could weigh on you either in this lifetime or maybe in an, an, a next one. Um, yeah. Do you see any like positive things from lifetime to lifetime? Like say perhaps somebody who's becoming more spiritually awoke or awakened, do you think that kind of carries over as well? And, and people, what's your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we, you know, it's not all about healing and, and self-destructive behaviors. A lot of people come to me because I have a very unique approach to finding your life purpose, your soul purpose. And so, um, you know, so we do a lot of this really positive work of, of taking very healthy people that are, you know, perhaps even very successful, but taking them to the next level or creating more of a spiritual connection, more meaning in their lives. Um, but just as uh, another example, I had um, a client who was a musician, a guitar player, and he said, I want to know where this comes from and, you know, how can I connect more deeply? And we went into a lifetime He's um, a white middle-aged man here, and he was he plays bass guitar, um, but was kind of in a rock band. And he went to a lifetime where he was a black soul musician. 
And he got into that and, you know, he was in his imagination, he was playing the music. And what we do with that, with somebody that has, you know, maybe particular talents is we, we make sure that he embodies that, that he draws that in the mindset, the activation in his mind, the memory, the, you know, the, the physical memory of the hand motions on the, on the bass, you know, guitar or whatever it is, you know, what is that full experience? And then we draw that into this lifetime. And he started a blues band <laughs> and, yeah. and, and really got into it. So, um, you know, we can do things like that as well. It bring in uh, marvelous talents, you know, or mind frames. You know, if you're if it's spirituality, go to a lifetime when you've really been dedicated to that, where you've been fully psychic, when you've been. Um, oh, another great example is a woman who she and her husband had a business here um, in this lifetime with um, herbs and tinctures and essences, you know, herbal essences and things. And that's what they did. And tea, you know, it was all about the herbs. I took her into a past life and she was in a very primitive lifetime in a kind of a jungle situation. And she could very psychically see, um, you know, she would look at plants and be able, it was like she could communicate with them. They would light up and they would tell her, you know, I'm ready to be harvested or, you know, wait a little longer for me, or I need this, or I need that. And this is what I'm used for. And she could just walk through the jungle, through this garden and identify all of this and know exactly what to do for the purposes that she had in that lifetime. So we brought that into this lifetime and we must've done that six years ago or something. And she's still a friend of mine. And I talked to her, I don't know, a couple months ago and I said, hey, you know, when you do that, do you, does that still happen? Can you look at the plants? And she said, yes. She's, you know, she said, I can still have that because it was um, a way of opening some type of channel in her brain, you know, that intuitive, um, you know, a particular brainwave that allows her to do that, but she can still do it after all these years and after one session. That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if somebody was to sign up for your program, can you maybe talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what's the the process and the protocol, like kind of what what the, the itinerary or how, how does it work? Well, it's huge. Um, the signature program of the hypnotherapy and past life regression um, is a 120 hour program you do the majority of it is online. So you can sign up anytime and get started. And I go through, I've taken everything that I've learned in 25 years and, you know, all the different workshops and books I've read and ways that I've uniquely combined all of this into a very uh, successful practice. I take all of that and I give it to my students. It's just a nice big bundle. And, you know, some of the students are already practicing Reiki or astrology or massage therapy or acupuncturists. I teach all sorts of people. And then 
they take these techniques and it's like, it makes everything more successful. So anyway, they can sign up. Well, what you do is you can look at the, at the sales page on teachable.com. It, the, the URL is mary-lee-labay.teachable.com. Or you can go to my website and click on it there. It might be easier. And you can read all about it. But in order to register, you do need to make a phone call to me. Um, I vet all my students just to make sure that it's really a good fit and that you're going to, you know, it, this is really the right choice for you. And um, uh, then if it is, then I give you a link to the registration page. And right now, right now, um, the courses are on sale for 40% off. So, yeah. Um, so leading up to the holidays, and I really did it because of the economy. Um, you know, right now, a lot of people aren't, um, you know, willing to spend a little extra money. You know, everybody's kind of hanging on to everything. And I want to make this course available to people who otherwise maybe couldn't afford it. Um, normally. So I thought in this time of economic depression or re recession, whatever they want to call it, um, to make this a little more easy, a, a little easier, because a lot of people use this for a second income as well. Um, so you can do that. And also the transpersonal wellness coach is on sale for the 40% off. And with either of those courses, I give live Zoom calls for support. So right now we've done two of the calls um, for the hypnotherapy course. There's eight calls that are in, included for free. So we get on and all the students can come. They can repeat the calls anytime in the future. So a lot of students come and they repeat so that they can learn it and go even deeper with the techniques. But there's just a lot of support. I want my students to be successful. Yeah. And it, I think if I'm not mistaken, um, I don't know, do you post some of that live on Facebook or on YouTube or do you have uh, recordings of some of that? Cause I feel like I've, I've watched a couple. Um, well, I've taken snippets of things and other things that I've done and other group um, uh, sessions that I've done. The courses or the training calls themselves, I don't post. Uh -huh. They do go up on, they do go on uh, YouTube um, so that my students can replay them. So when you go through, you can come back and study the materials anytime in the future. You can go back and listen to all the calls we made, and you can come back and repeat the calls. So there's no reason not to be successful if you're going to take this course and learn these techniques. But yeah, yeah post, I do have a channel on YouTube and, um, you know, I can, there's somewhere I guide you through a past life and, a shamanic style journey and different things that I do and different things I talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's where I seen it. Um, I was on YouTube. It did, it did seem like there was a lot of support though. It yes. was like you and like maybe five or six other people on like a call. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. And is, so you say 120 hours, but typically like, in a, a monthly time frame, how long does it take for somebody to maybe complete a course or does it just depend on kind of what, the, how 
they progress on their own. Yeah. I mean, with a, with an online course, you know, you could take a year. (laughs) Um, But if you diligently went through it and you were practicing the techniques as you went through it, um, um, I set up the calls for eight weeks because I think that's a really comfortable um, amount of time to actually go through it. So, you know, if you're, if you're studying on nights and weekends, um, and maybe practicing on friends and family or other people in the group. You know, you can, uh, we have a private Facebook page where um, we have lots of conversations and you can post that you want to work with, you want to have practice partners. Um, but eight weeks, if you, if you say, yes, I want to do this and I'm just going to dig in um, like you would with any career course, um, this is an entire career in a box. You don't have to have any previous experience, no degrees, nothing. Um, you can start from zero and be a successful hypnotherapist and past life regressionist. And you can, you know, if you're diligent, you can do it in eight weeks. And that's really exciting. I mean, not only is it something that you could do as a career, but I mean, let's, you know, you're helping others uh, while that's you're do- while you're doing a career. Um, that's yeah. really cool. Um, can you maybe touch a little bit on astrology in your work? Cause I see, you know, you, you have, uh, what is it? You, you've written about astrology, right? And you talk about astrology. So how, how does that translate to what you do? I also have a, a course on teachable astrology for therapists, lovers, what is it called? Uh, astrology for therapists, coaches, and lovers. Um, well, like I said, I started with astrology well over 50 years ago. <laughs> um, again, it's uh, something that I really love. What I do is when a person calls me what we call a discovery call, and you want to set up a session, I look at the person's chart, and I can tell a lot about who they are, and maybe even the reason for their call, what kind of challenges that they're facing right now. And, um, you know, and when there might be some relief, or maybe some opportunities that are going to show up. And so um, I incorporate it completely into my practice. So every single person that I work with, um, I do their chart. And at the beginning of any hypnotherapy session, I look at the chart and I see what's going on. And, you know, and we don't spend a lot of time on it unless they want Sometimes they say, can we just devote the whole session to astrology and tarot today? And, and that's fine. It's their time. But, um, um, but I'll look at the chart um, and it, it kind of goes both ways because I can make comments to them, you know, in the last week, have you noticed this is happening? Or right now, you know, this is a topic that's really important to you. I can see that because of this configuration or whatever. Um, most of the time, they're just like, yeah, how did you know? Um, it, you know, there's a lot of confirmation. But I'm also looking at the chart because it's educational for me. As my clients are communicating everything about the style of their communication, what they're saying, um, the challenges they're going through and everything, I'm looking at the chart at, uh, also and going, oh, okay, I see that connection there. I see why this is happening. But I can also tell them, you know, if you wait a couple of weeks, you know, just breathe, just live through this, because this is going to get better. 
you know, things are going to ease up at this point. So there's a lot of applications. And again, that's why I've presented the training. Um, it's very rudimentary, but it, you know, it's the basics of how to read a chart and um, how that applies to people who are working with clients. I think that's really neat that you offer that because um, like you said, it, it's kind of, you can use it as a guide to help you, but also, you know, people that sign up and do your course, you know, if they, if they want to, you know, um, perhaps, you know, add that to their repertoire or their toolbox, they can do that. That's, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, you on your website, it talks about something about joining your inner circle. Um, what is, what is that exactly? What what are you referring to? So um, with that, you're you, really you're you're signing up for my newsletter, and so you're getting the information, you know, uh, blog posts and um, announcements for classes and different things. And um, we've been in the middle of getting ready to sell our house and move, and so um, I've been really distracted. But as soon as I get my feet back on the ground. I want to start having regular Zoom calls of, you know, of ways to support people in their own private journeys as well. Well, but in a group setting. So um, that would be announced in the newsletter. And when you sign up for the newsletter, you get a guided visualization from me. And, you know, you can listen to that all the time and, and do some inner work for yourself. Yeah, that's really cool. And I... I really can't appreciate the, um, I don't know, the astrology aspect of it. I, I don't, just to go back to that for a second, I mean, I don't really understand it completely, but um, I've talked to a couple of astrologers and it, it just, it fascinates me. And it, it does seem like there's a lot of truth or a lot that you can pull from, from that kind of information. Um, that's interesting. Because, I mean, with Tarot and astrology, People say, well, how does it work? And it's like, I don't know. I've been doing it for 50 years and I have no idea how this works, but it is so accurate. So accurate. It's just amazing. And my husband is so used to me talking about it that now he'll, you know, we'll meet somebody and he'll go, do you think they have a cancer rising, <laughs> you know, or something? It's, it's leaked off onto him. He's, he's absorbed the language now. <laughs> Um, so it's really funny because it can be very, um, it's just very revealing and it helps us to understand each other. And I think the more we understand each other, the better this world is going to be. You know, if, if I understand, you know, something that maybe agitates me, but I understand that that's a part of your chart, then I can look at it and go, huh, okay you know, maybe that's just a different thing that's being brought into my life. Maybe I want to be spontaneous and somebody else wants to deal with the details. Well, okay, maybe that, maybe I'll just, you know, let that happen instead of getting irritated about it. Um, you know, just understand that and, and um, allow that to flourish in the most positive way it can. That is fascinating. Um... Before our next interview, I'm going to offer to give you a past life regression and to look at your astrology chart. And then we can talk about that next time. How's that? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely down. I've had a couple, I've had a couple past lives. Um, oh. So yeah, I would be interested, but it, it was, 
it was kind of like you were talking earlier. Um, like it was kind of like a generic form. It wasn't, it wasn't professionally guided or anything, you know, it was kind of like, you know, how many kids did you have? What year do you think it is? You know, what do you see? That kind of thing. It wasn't, I don't think it, it did. Was, it, did, it wasn't a deep dive. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, but uh, the experience I had in the regressions still was pretty amazing because, um, you know, there was a lot of detail in the visuals and there was a lot of detail in the emotions uh, being present in the moment. It, it was very realistic um, yeah. and, and very memorable. Like I still remember a, a lot of it, which is, is strange. It's not like a dream where you, you maybe have a dream and you kind of forget it, um, you know, so. It sounds like you had a really good experience. Um, and these are life-changing. Like you said, I can still remember my first regression and I had it done in 1986. And you just keep building on it. You might just be driving down the road, not thinking of anything. And then more information is flooding in about that. In a normal, healthy, you know, the normal, healthy uh, condition of a human, we would have those memories, all of us would have those memories at our fingertips all the time. You know, we would, we would look, you know, we'd be in a location, we go, oh, I remember when I was a Native American and I lived here and there was that war and I lost my husband or, you know, I mean, you would, or you meet somebody and you go, oh yeah, I remember you used to wear those funky things, da, 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 you know, remember when we trudged through the snow and you got me out of that drift, you know, or whatever. And it would just be normal. But instead, we do have those things that block us. And, um, and that's what I guess fuels my profession is now we can go in and uh, excavate all those memories. I mean, I do think it's very beneficial to understand kind of where you've come from. But why do you think it is that it's we're made to forget? I mean, is it just to have uh, because we need to have this one experience in this lifetime and just kind of be focused in on that? But if that was the case, to me, I would think you couldn't go back and be regressed then if that was the, if that was the it's just I, you think you would be able to have access to that because I think you could do so much with that. So there's a lot of reasons why we forget. One is cultural you know, people, you say, oh, I remember when I was a fireman, you know, when you're three and, you know, the parents are like, oh, that's cute. That's a good imagination. That didn't happen, you know, but ha ha ha. Right. And you learn to just discount all of the impressions that you're getting or all the memories you're getting. Um, the second reason is because we have regrets. We have hard times. I mean, every single one of us has been tortured, has been in war, has had, you know, horrible losses. We've been slaves, we've been slave owners. And in, you know, even in the present climate, in, who's gonna admit that, right? But if you go back to your past lives, each and every one of us has been involved in cultures like that. And that was normal for the day. Um, you know, maybe we were good slave owners and we, we um, you know, treated them fairly, or maybe we were cruel, but it's good to know which one we are. Um, but we've had all these experiences. So, you know, we don't want to think about that. We, we don't want to think that, um, you know, we made this terrible mistake at, at some time in history or that, 
um, you know, whatever. So there's a lot of stress involved. Oftentimes when we die, we just are so either in pain or so tired, we just go, let it all turn off. And so we're kind of flipping the switch as we die. This happened to my father when he died. He, um, he was, he was okay for a while, but after a little while, he flipped the switch and just like went into amnesia, didn't remember anything about this lifetime, about anything. He was really kind of out of it. He's okay now, but, um, um, you know, so we flip a switch or, or, or coming in, we're so, um, you know, attentive of how do my fingers work? How can I get my eyes to focus? Who is this person looking at me? You know, oh, that's my mom. You know, I'm scared. I'm out here in this cold world all by myself. You know, now I have to learn to walk and talk and I'm hungry and my diaper's wet. <laughs> you know, there's so many things we're thinking about that all of that just fades away. I mean, think about how good your memory is now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that have faded away and it's in, still in the same lifetime. Um, you know, and any kind of shock, what, you know, part of what the meditators talk about is be present now, you know, be here now, um, some Ram Das quote. Um, so what happens is when we're not, then how are you going to remember this moment if you're worried about the future, you're upset about the past, you have all these regrets, you know, and you were not present when life happened. And now you're going back to try to remember those. I, I deal with this with my clients all the time. You know, they can't remember certain things. Well, it could be trauma, but it could be that you just don't pay attention. And so there aren't any memories. No memories are being made. So, um, anyway, yeah, that, that's a good, that's a good explanation. That makes, that makes total sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. So just one more quick question, or I got two, but um, perhaps uh, why is it so important in regressions that people experience their death and that they understand like kind of how they died? What is it about the death that we need to, to experience or know in a regression? So um, I, I don't think there's anything more important about death than any other part of the lifetime. Um, I tend to lead my, my clients up to the death point and beyond, um, just so that you know how long you lived, what was the circumstances of the death, that sort of thing. Um, I think it's, you know, interesting, like you would do genealogy. When did they, when were they born? When did they die? Um, but there are people that, um, for whatever reason, we don't go that far in the regression. It's just, it's not part of the goal that we have. So I wouldn't say that it has any more importance, but what there's a side effect to that, because if you go into regressions and you experience the death, and let's say you do that, you know, 30, 40 times, you're going to be a lot less afraid of death now. You're going to be a lot more prepared. And we're all going to go there. So why not? You know, it's like being a good, a good Boy Scout, right? You know, do you have all your equipment? Is your backpack ready? And do you know where you're going? Do you have a compass? And so when I'm guiding people across the threshold of death and then into the between lifetimes, I'm trying to help them get used to that transition so that, um, first of all, it takes the fear away. I mean, 
I mean, when you've experienced your death, I had a really visceral experience with death when I was in Ireland. I remembered being um, being in childbirth and dying. And I was in the middle of the childbirth and my sisters were there. And, you know, I, I could see everything. I was right in the middle of it. And all of a sudden I was just, and I was just swept up to the ceiling and I'm, I'm just going. And I died in childbirth. And so I had that like a full body experience of that death and it was fine. You know, it was fine. And so, um, so for me, you know, I think it's important. And then also at the death moment, we're also kind of going over everything that we had done in that lifetime. We have a lot more wisdom. We have a lot more sense of um, our accomplishments, our failures, our role, our purpose, um, what we could have done better, what's unfinished. And so we can we can process a lot of that at the end. That's excellent. That's, yeah, another good explanation. Um, so for the listeners out there that are interested in perhaps becoming a past life, you know, practitioner, um, now would probably be the time to do it. I mean, she's given one heck of a discount. So... <laughs> Um, if you're interested, look her up, check her work out. Um, where can, where can people find you, check you out and, you know, pick up some of your books? Um, go to maryleelabay.com, M-A-R-Y-L-E-E-L-A-B-A-Y.com. And, um, my, all my contact information is there. If you want, you could text me. Um, I don't answer phone calls unless I know who you are, because there's just too much crazy stuff going on there. Um, but uh, you could text me and say you want to have a phone call. And that would be at 425-562-7277. 425-562-7277. Hey, thanks again for taking the time to do this. It's been great. Oh, thank you, Dylan. It's been wonderful. And I look forward to doing a regression in your astrology chart one of these days. Soon. Yeah, we got to make that happen for sure. Good. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Well, that's it for today's show, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Please remember to share the show. Thank you for all your support. Follow us on all the social media networks. Thank you again. Take care, guys. Be safe.